Todd for breakfast. Tastes of the Midwest. Alrighty, yes, uh, Tastes of the Midwest is back. And uh, look, we've spoken to the uh, Fishman's Co-op, we've spoken about uh, legal tender rum, and uh, today we're here to talk about something uh, very sweet. We're talking honey, 6530 honey, uh, with Paul. How you doing? Um, very good, thank you. Good to hear. All right, so look, we are going to be talking honey, um, which is something I'm sure a lot of people are big fans of. And uh, But first off, uh, let's talk about your, your, yourself, Paul. Um, how did you find yourself here in the Midwest? You're born and raised here. Did you come here? Um, I moved to the Midwest about 15 years ago, but mm. not in Dongra. We were, um, oh, sorry, in Geraldton. We were in, um, just north of Dongra. And we had a small farm, oh. and um, someone gave me a beehive, and that was it. <laughs> and that was it. And I, on the farm, we had up to about fifty beehives. Wow! And so we sold sold quite a lot of honey, mm. and we were called Banksydale Farm Products in those days. Wow! And then when we sold the farm, I sold the bee business and kept one hive. And then moved into Geraldton, and I got one hive in the garden, and then I got another one. <laughs> and I've got, I think I've got 10 altogether at the wow. moment, uh, mm. dotted around um, Geraldton in, in people's gardens. Yeah. So they're all sort of like individuals. Some people have got two in their garden if they've got a really big garden, mm. but generally it's only one. All right. So how did you find yourself in Dongra or north of Dongra? Um, I was, I moved there because of my partner who was working, um, at the uh, mine at Aluka, okay. um, and, um, I, I liked Dongra and she hated it and she oh. went back to Perth and I stayed, <laughs> stayed in the area. <laughs> all right then. Um, all right. So we are chatting to, to Paul, we're talking, honey, so you got into B, so you got that first beehive. Yes. So how how did it all start then? How was it like? Yeah, bees. Yeah, honey. Um, well, we 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 had a cafe and we we used to buy honey off somebody mm. and then resell it. And this person suggested that um, we should have our own because we've got a property. Mm. And he gave me a beehive. Wow. And so I took it home in the back of the car. Uh, very nervously <laughs> uh, in, 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 in my, my T-shirt and a pair of shorts. And oh, thinking, oh, I hope they don't get out and um, put it in our garden. And then then I basically was self-taught. I bought a mm. bee book uh, and just asked lots of people, had a few disasters okay. and um, generally picked up more and more equipment. And there's always bees, so yeah. plenty of bees um, and just bred my own bees right. and um, went from there. Yeah. So, okay, you start making honey. And what is that process like? Because I would imagine that you can sell honey just as it comes out. I would imagine. Like, is there much of a process between taking it out and then putting it into a jar? Um, the actual honey, no, there's processing the honey, there's zero processing. Um, you've, you've got to um, take the frames out of the hive mm. and then we um, put them through what we call a spinner. It spins them round and round, spins the honey out. Mm. And then I put the honey for a filter and then straight into a honey dispenser and straight into the jars. And that's it. Wow. There's no nothing added, nothing, nothing um, um, extra put in. Yeah. It's just pure honey. And sometimes there's a few um, bits of wax and a few bee legs, which I call floating yeah. around sometimes. <laughs> uh, and it all depends if it goes through the super fine filter. If it goes, goes through the super fine filter, there's it's pretty, pretty clear and standard. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. So what was the uh, that process like for you? All right. So you start 
selling it? Where did, where did you start selling it, putting it out there? Well, we sold it at our at our cafe in Donga initially, mm. off the counter, and we sold all of it there. Wow. And then we and then I used to do the Donga market once a month, and and we sold all our honey that way. Um, now, when we moved into Geraldton, we well, we just sold to friends initially because I only had one hive. Mm. And once I built it up a little bit, we had a market stall on the platform market and sold honey there but we just couldn't keep up with the um demand so wow. we had to, we had to um stop doing that because we didn't have honey yeah and now i sell it um we're a few shops in town sit by it and a few um um um, other companies buy it off us and then they 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 just use it in hampers and or or mm. business or whatever That's really you know, good. So, or people just knock on the door and i sell heaps at work too i've got a little <laughs> little box there and pe- people um Put the money in 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 the box in the envelope yeah. and take the honey. Because <laughs> well, so, um, all right. Well, let, okay, there's a question I'll, I'll get to, but first let's let's ask this question: um, the Midwest. So, is it really good for making honey? Yes, the yeah. Midwest honey is excellent quality honey. It is as good as Jarrah honey. Mm. Uh, so, if we could um, if we could market it better, we could be selling our honey for a premium price. Wow! Uh, the Midwest produces honey all the year round. Uh, mm. I produce honey all the year round. I um I harvest my hives three times a year, and um, and the honey is really good quality. Yeah. Uh, Are there a lot of um honey producers in the Midwest? Yes, there's quite a few. There's mm. quite a few um part timers uh, who are, who are, who have got maybe between five and ten or fifteen hives. Mm. And then there's lots of people who've got four or five hives or two or three hives in their garden or on their mm. property. So what's the competition like? Like, what are you guys like around together? Because I can imagine, you know, in, in, in any industry, uh, there is competition, but it's also about how you deal with that competition. What's it like, the honey competition in the Midwest? I don't consider anyone competition. Um, yeah. Everyone has got a good product, mm. and it's up to them to how, how they sell it and what price they sell it for. Yeah. We tend to sell our honey for what I consider a fair market price. Um, quite a few people sell too cheap. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man, what, what would the costs be involved with, with making the honey? Because I would imagine once you have the hives themselves, I mean, that is a cost, obviously, to cover um so you've probably got to maintain the hives make sure they're okay and all that kind of thing but but cost wise besides eventually getting the honey out yeah i suppose the upkeep's probably fairly low it is it's it's um it's it's quite a lot of um quite a lot of labor actual costs mm. for materials is usually quite low because because you can keep using the frames and you can right and you can reuse the um the um the the frames which the honey are in after they've been been spun honey out. We call them stickies, and we put them back into the hive. Mm. Not all the time. Sometimes they fall to bits, or they're looking a bit tatty, so we change them. And then we've got to have um our hives. You've got to be registered, and you've got to have a hive of a um, brand number on your right. On so your if you hives. want to sell honey. If yeah, you want to sell you honey, got your hives. You got to make sure you're registered, like any other business. You, you've got to be registered, right. and it is it's not that expensive but lots of people don't do it mm. and then there's a um ag department levy on on each hive which is it's only a couple of dollars and that goes to research uh, so that's very important too to, for people to do that mm. and then you've got to be um a 
register business with the Shah because you're a food producer, yeah. and then you've got to have, have health inspection and there's a cost involved in all, all this. Mm. And then you need public liability insurance yeah. on top of that. Yeah. All right. So, and then, then you need jars, labels, and um, wax foundation. Uh, I, I buy some new frames occasionally and kits yeah. and, and sort of recycle my stuff. So when it's looking a bit old, I usually put new new, new equipment in. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right. So it sounds like, yeah, like, you know, the the, the whole setup, yeah, it could be a bit costly, uh, but then, then ongoing. Um, it seems like a very um, adaptable and simple process. Like I'm sure it has its challenges like anything else, but it seems like once you're committed to it and you get into it, it's somewhat straightforward. Yes, it is yeah. straightforward. It, but it's like everything. It's uh, they are animals, and yes. they have got to be <laughs> looked at and maintained and looked after. Mm. Uh, the amount of times I've been asked to go and have a look at hives and people's gardens, and no one's been there for two years. Oh all God. the frames are black. All the honeys, and they just say, "Oh, can you fix it for me?" And I saw there's not a lot you can yeah. do apart from just. Pull it all out. Maintain, maintain, dig a hole, scrape, scrape it all out, and bury it, and then yeah. start again. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, chatting to Paul uh, from Six Five Three Zero Honey. Uh, his honey is out there, and uh, just a little bit more on the business. So, because uh, you brought in a, a couple of jars, and it's interesting. So, obviously, you sell your own honey in its jars. Yes, but then you've also brought in a very uh, unique example of other things that you do. Tell us a bit about this. This is a great idea. We um we do customised labels on small jars of honey, or you can have big jars of honey. It's up to you. Mm. And they the companies usually buy them off us, and they use them as like giveaways or promotion. So the one I got here is is actually my wife, um, CT hypnotherapist. And every time she has a um a new client, they get a little jar of honey with her basically her business card mm. on stuck on it with with um telephone number. Yeah. So every time they have a piece of toast, they 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 can remember that they've been to see her. Oh, and she pays you for that, right? <laughs> she cooks. She cooks supper. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um. So on the subject of honey, um, have you heard any very unique or different ways people use it? Or what they use it for? Um, they they put it in their tea, put it on mm. their toast. Um, local honey um, is good for hay fever. Of course, yeah. Uh, so if you can get honey which is as close as possible from where you live, mm. it's got all the pollens which which affect you and hay fever. And if you eat the honey, your body gets the pollens and helps you um, cope with hay fever. It doesn't cure it, but mm. it help, helps it. Some people, it, it's fantastic. Other people, it varies. Mm. So the closer you can get honey from where you live, the better it is. Um, that's some very good advice. I remember yes. hearing that years ago, and uh, that's what I used to because I used to get a quite bad hay fever. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, that is some great advice, actually. Yep. Yeah, get yourself some six five three zero honey. Actually, on that, where where can people get your honey? Where where can they find it? They can um, they can buy it off us directly from um, um, from our, from our home. Yeah, uh, we're going to be at the Shoreleaf Festival. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, so we'll sell a lot, quite a bit of honey there. We always do, we quite norm, normally do each year. And you can just message me on on Facebook or Instagram, mm -hmm. and um, and you can just come and pick it up. And yeah. and there's a um, couple of cafes. I'm trying to think of which which cafes. <laughs> uh, my wife normally does does that. There are a couple of cafes yeah. in Geraldton who sell honey, and we also. Post honey, we've we've got um, thick post plastic um, recyclable post oh, packs, nice. which we put honey in, mm. and we um we post post that anywhere in Australia. So mm. we actually do quite a bit of that. Mm. So it's either half a kilo or one kilo, um, up to three kilos, and I think it's 
I think it's fourteen dollars for postage up to three kilos. Yeah, and we post that anywhere, and then it comes in you know, right. indestructible post bag. Oh, uh, get yourself some Midwest honey, six five three zero honey. That's great. Um, so what does the future hold? Are you kind of quite happy where? things sit right now with the honey business itself do you have any ideas aspirations like moving forward looking ahead either whether it be 2023 or many years ahead is there anything different anything more you want to do with it um i i just i've got 10 hives at the moment which mm. which is which is enough for because i do it part-time even mm. though that it is run as a bit proper business um i could have dozens if i wanted yeah. to uh, i get asked <laughs> Nearly weekly, can I have a hive, beehive in my garden? Mm. And and so, but then it's more and more work. So there's a there's a market mm. uh, for um for honey, and it's it's the selling of selling of it is the um is easy to produce make honey. Mm. It's the um it's the selling of the honey. Which if you, if I start getting more and more hives, I'm going to have to go into more and more. Yeah, um, I'm trying to actually find markets to sell the honey. Yeah, very true. All right. Uh, what's your what's your favorite thing about it? Because um, you obviously became quite passionate about it quite quickly. The, that first hive, and you're off. Yeah, the bees. It's just nice being around bees. They just sort of, they just 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 nice thing to do, and they make a nice noise when you open a hive up, and and they they walk all over your hands, and they seldom sting you. Uh, um, but I do have a, um, a f- mm. full protection suit on because I'm I am actually allergic to bee stings. Oh my god! So, right. So I just make sure you I love being around bees, and you're allergic to bee stings. And- um, Paul, you're a very complicated individual. <laughs> my god. Yeah. So I, I avoid getting stung at all costs. I do get stung, but it's mm. um it's it's not it's I, I I get swollen fingers, and that's sort of yeah. I'm not like lying on the ground. Yeah. Oh good. Uh, <laughs> but I have I have been stung quite badly a couple of times, and and um, mm. once when I was on the farm. I just I thought I was going to have just check on the beehives in the summer to make sure all okay, and I mm. went in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and <laughs> and opened up the lid carefully and had a look and put the lid down, and they were all perfectly well behaved mm. apart from one hive and opened it up and all the bees came straight out. Ooh. I got stung seven times around oh. around the neck, oh. and so I sort of started walking walking home, which is about about half a kilometre, oh. and I got halfway and I went. <gasps> so yeah. I had to lie down, lie down in the middle of the paddock, thinking, hopefully this won't be the last place I lie down. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, but an hour later, I was okay. I just sort of um, got home mm. and looked terrible, all swollen, faces all swollen, oh, and um, phoned my wife up. Oh, I got stung by bees, and she said, "Were you wearing a bee suit?" And I said, "No." <laughs> and she wasn't they sympathetic after that. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, uh, you're you're a better man than me. I uh, look, I know bees are very much important to. Uh, uh, to to everything, and uh, but I would have just taken a flamethrower to it at all, and I just said, "Nah, that's it. I'm giving up, honey." But so you're a far better man than I. Mm. Thank you very much for sitting down and and having a chat with me. Just before I do let you go, do you have any um any suggestions, any tips for people who are thinking about yeah getting into the the honey business? Um, if you just want one hive in the garden, mm. um, I would I would suggest you get a flow hive because then you don't need quite so much equipment. Right. Um, you can just Google them, and it's um it's a Australian invention, so you can basically get the honey out of the hives without pulling it all to bits. Mm. But then you do still need ongoing maintenance or um, rotation the brood and this sort of stuff to make sure that the mm. bees are healthy. So it's not not just getting the honey out of the hive. Yeah. And um, and we need more younger beekeepers. We need people to get involved in beekeeping because most beekeepers are 
not young. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Uh, it's, a, it's a different hobby. I don't think anyone would suggest to their kids, hey, why don't you be an apiarist? Um, but why, why not? not? Why not? In the end, I suppose, <laughs> why not? If you've got the room for it, as you mentioned, yep. you need to have, you know, uh, like how, how big, like if you're going to have one hive, like how much area would you need for that you, one hive? In Geraldton, you can have two hives in your garden. Mm -hmm. And so basically any garden can have two hives. Right. So, But you don't want two hives in every single garden in the street because yep. there's not enough honey. For <laughs> so uh, so you allow two hives in the garden and just one hive, in, one hive in the garden will give you enough honey for you and your family for the whole year. Wow. So There you go. All right. Uh, give them a Google, um, 6530HONEY. Um, yeah, you will see uh, Paul and his honey over at uh, Shoreleave, of course. Probably a few markets and a few different places around town as well. But jump online, 6530HONEY. He's got his Facebook page there as well. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for coming in and having a chat. And uh, well, we'll catch up again soon. Great. Thank you very much.